Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. Doctor, doctor, you've got to help me, said the man. I feel like I'm shrinking. The doctor said, well, you'll just have to be a little patient. Somebody told me I had to tell that joke to you. (laughs) We are talking about a very, very serious issue today, justice. Justice, not the kind of justice that is the jurisprudence uh, that we talk about and understand uh, that goes on in the legal system of our lives and in our cultures. I'm a part of that. I'm, I've, I've been at one point or another five different counties expert toxicologist for many years, uh, 20-some years. And so I know about that part of justice. But the justice we're talking about here today is like many other things. It's like mercy. It's like grace. It's like faithfulness. It's like kindness and love. It's the way we are to deal with one another. I have a passage from the Old Testament. It's Micah 6, 8. Now, we sing a song at camp concerning Micah 6, 8, and I'm not going to sing that for you now. But it says in that song and in this passage that the Lord has shown you what is right and what he wants you to do, what is required of you. And in Old Testament times, as God dealt with Israel, the people of Israel, yes, he dealt with them on an individual basis from time to time as he went along, but mostly he was dealing with the whole conglomerate of them. The people who were called after his name, the ones that were called out, the ones that were led out from Egypt and given the promised land, as he dealt with them that way mostly in the Old Testament through kings and prophets and priests and all of those kinds of things. He let them know over and over and over and over again, over again, over again, what he wanted them to do and what was expected and required of such a people. It says here in Micah 6, I'm going to read 1 through 8. Now, this is the prophet of the Lord the prophet Micah. And these are the words of God that Micah gives us. There's no fooling around with this. This is very serious. It comes to the people of Israel when God has something against them, as he did from time to time. And this is the indictment of God against his people, his believers. If you will it would correspond to us, the church. 
of Jesus Christ today. Listen to the Word of God. Micah says, Hear what the Lord says. Arise! Plead your case before the mountains and let the hills hear your voice. Hear, you mountains, the indictment of the Lord and you enduring foundations of the earth. For the Lord has an indictment against his people and he will contend with Israel. O my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery, and I sent before you Moses, that's leadership, Aaron, that's the priestly relation, the relationship to God, and Miriam, that's prophecy, word of God come to us. Oh, my people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, devised. Well, he devised to slaughter Israel in the desert, is what he devised. And what Balaam, the son of Beor, answered him. Balaam was told by Balak that he would be very wealthy if he cursed the people of Israel out in the desert. And Balaam tried. Remember, that's the story of the donkey that talks and all of that. And finally, in the end, Balaam had to tell Balak, he says, the Lord isn't going to curse them. Nothing I do is going to make any difference. The Lord is not going to curse them, but he is going to bless them. And tell what happened from Shittim to Gilgal, that you may know the saving acts of the Lord. What does the Lord require? Verse 6, with what shall I come before the Lord? Now this is the prophet speaking to the people. With what shall I come before the Lord? With what shall we come before the Lord? And with what shall I bow myself before the Lord on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings? With calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? Listen to this. He has told you. He has told you. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. This isn't just us doing obedience 
because we don't want to get in trouble. This comes from the heart. That's what the Lord has told us. That he doesn't look on the outside. That he doesn't pay attention to the way we're dressed or the way we look, how we've done our hair. He doesn't care that much. This is very important when we're talking about justice. He doesn't care that much what we do. It's why we do it. We need to have the heart of God in us. Another Old Testament fellow proves that for us, and he proved it even in to New Testament times with the leadership of the apostles. And that's that David had a heart for the Lord. Was David sinless? No. Did he have some big sins? He had some of the biggest sins you can have. Yet every time he sought the Lord, he knew who the Lord was. He knew that there was no other way for him to be forgiven or to be restored or to be blessed in any way except through God. Except through our God who has told us what is good and what is right. The kind of justice we need is love for one another and love for God. The first bit of justice. I said that this justice is not like hearing that the carjacker got caught and got what is coming to him. That's not this kind of justice. This kind of justice is what is in you. What is in you that you can pour out upon another. The way we follow Jesus is not merely by actions. Oh yes, there's actions in it. There's good works. Absolutely, we love those. Fantastic. But what really matters is why you do them. And whether or not you have courage to show the blessings of God to others. Now I know this is an outstanding congregation. I know that there is deep, deep roots of faith and belief and trust in this congregation. I know that, but... At the same time, you need to be aware that there's been studies uh, in all the denominations and interdenominations that says such things as this. Only about 99%, I got that backwards, only about 1%, the, the 99 are okay, we're now off onto the one, no, One percent follows the Lord in a biblical fashion. One percent. One percent. So as a whole people, we probably shouldn't say, well, we're that one percent. 
I've done my deal. I'm set with God. I don't need to do anything more. I don't need to show the love of God anymore. I'll live my life the way I live. And in fact, that's what happens. As people go along living their lives, just living their lives. Not doing bad things, not being sinful in, in an overt way. They're just living their lives and not doing justice. Look what it says. It says, do justice. In our language, that's active. That means you're the source of it. It's not something you hear about and then say, good, oh, good. That happens. But you're supposed to be the one that people are saying, good, oh, good, about. It's like, well, it's like the very, very wealthy lawyer. This is a joke now. The very, very wealthy lawyer, and and he lived in this relatively small town, and one day the United Way worker was looking over the demographics of of the the city and all of that, and he discovered the name of this lawyer in that he'd made like $500,000 in the last year, but hadn't given a single penny to any kind of charity. So he decided to pay him a visit. He goes to his house, very big house, very nice house, knocks on the door. Lawyer comes to the door, and the fellow, you know, uh, introduced himself and then says, you know, I'm I, I've been doing my study. I'm from a charity and noticed that you haven't given any money and just want to know what was up with that. And the lawyer said, well, said, in your studies, did you find out that my mother is dying of cancer and that she has run up tremendous hospital bills? And the guy from the United Way said, oh, no, I, I, I didn't discover that. The lawyer, feeling emboldened by that, said, And have you heard that my daughter was divorced and has three children and no source of income? And the guy from the United Way said, No, I I didn't hear about that either. The lawyer said, Well, did you find out that I've got a brother who is a a wounded veteran and, and is blinded and has no source of work or income and stuff like that? And the fellow said, No, but... We didn't find out anything like that. The lawyer said, well then, if, if I'm not going to give them any money, what makes you think I'm going to give you <laughs> any money? It, it has a point. And it should sting just a little bit. Some more than others, and others not so much. Because we're all in the boat. I'm in the boat. What we're supposed to do is to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with God. But we often do the opposite. When we leave here, this is where we come together, where we're we're captured in the Spirit as such. We love one another here. We uh, go into churches 
is, is really not dangerous for the most part. Nobody's going to stick their finger in your eye here. Right? But when we go out there, when we go out there tomorrow and we go to our businesses and we go into our relationships with our families and friends and neighbors and all of that kind of stuff, do we do justice? Do we love kindness? And do we walk humbly? That's your assignment. Walk humbly means you don't think of yourself first. Think of the other person first. And kindness means you're always willing to accept garbage coming your way without turning around and giving garbage back the other direction. If you owe anybody, pay them. If you owe them love, pay them. If you owe them kindness, pay them. If you owe them justice, give them justice. If you owe them patient hearing, listen to them. Be Jesus to everybody you meet this week. And be willing to tell somebody about that next Sunday when we come together. What the Lord really has done through you in this world. Let's pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you for calling us to believe and trust in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we might be saved, yes, that we might have everlasting life, and that it might give us hope that goes beyond human understanding, and that it may give us peace, and that it It may give us strength and security. And, O Lord, may it give us love. Love that is poured out on others in justice and mercy and kindness. And let us walk humbly, always putting others before ourselves. Let us walk humbly with you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.